You're listening to C-Store Talks. I'm Erin Del Conte, Executive Editor with C-Store Decisions Magazine. And for this podcast series, I am having conversations with women in convenience. But first, a word from our sponsor. This podcast is sponsored by BIC. BIC, the leader in stationery, lighters, and shavers, is committed to supporting diversity, equity, and inclusion, and maintaining a culture of belonging for team members around the globe. BIC is dedicated to ensuring equitable representation with several women in leadership roles across the organization. BIC is a proud supporter of the Convenience Channel, where customers across the country can find the essential BIC products they need to bring simplicity and joy to their everyday lives. Customers can trust that BIC never compromises on safety, knowing that every BIC lighter must pass more than 50 automatic safety and quality tests before they're released to the market. That includes the BIC Easy Reach lighter, which features an extended wand that helps keep fingers further away from the flame and is the ultimate lighter for all your lighting needs, from candles to grills and everything in between. Offered in a variety of designs, including classic BIC colors, home decor, camouflage, and more. Learn more at BIC.com. Today I'm here with Sandy Deal, the Director of HR Services and Benefits for Thornton's. So hey Sandy, how are you doing today? Doing well, thank you for asking. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm glad to have you on this podcast. And you know, for our listeners, we are continuing to have conversations with women in convenience. So today Sandy is going to talk to us about some of her experiences in the industry uh, and where she sees uh, us going, where we still need to do work and so forth. So Sandy, as you know, we've been sort of framing these conversations in terms of what generation we are in. You know, I am an older millennial. What generation are you a part of? I am smack dab in the middle of Gen X. Gen X, wonderful. So (laughs) how do you feel that, you know, being in the middle of Gen X, how do you feel that has shaped your experiences as a woman in business? I think uh, being a Gen X uh, has helped uh, because, you know, we're that latchkey generation, do it yourself. Um, It helped me be a self-starter. Just had to learn on our own, right? Because we had to come home, make our own, you know, snacks and lunch and stuff like that. Um, So I think it it got me on the the best foot forward that I could have been on for, I I think, of any generation. Wonderful. Really prompted that that sort of independence and that sort of take charge uh, way of being, uh, you know, from your roots as a latchkey kid. I've heard other Gen X members say a, say a similar thing with that. Um, so when did you first join the convenience store industry and when did you start at Thornton's? So I've been with Thornton since December of 1989. So I've been here 31 years, almost 32. So quite quite the majority of my career. Um, I don't know that it was intended that way, but it just kind of worked out, right? And I just kind of stuck around. Um, So um, that's how long I've been here. And I've done a variety of different things, Um, got to work with a variety of different people. Uh, It's been a great experience for me. I, I really have enjoyed it. Wonderful. And so in in those 32 years, you said you did a variety of different things. What were some other roles that you had at the company? Oh, gosh. Um, I worked in our construction, real estate, um, facility services department, um, a little stint in store operations, not very long, Um, HR, project management, which is where I really found my, um, that's where I really was good at with the project management piece, but had been in HR, which was a project actually for 
I'd say the past 16 years. Okay. So pretty much half my career here in HR. Very cool. But you've also really run the gamut of all these, these different experiences. So can you share with us some of your earliest experiences in the industry? You know, for example, were you the only woman or a group of diverse women? Did you have mentors? Were there specific challenges? What kind of comes to mind when you think about some of your earliest experiences in the industry? My earliest experience, I would say power suits, right? It was mm-hmm. a lot of men. It was, um, there were a few women, not very many back in those days, but I think, you know, power suits. And that's what, that's what I would say is um, just a bunch of men running around, which is not a bad thing, but that's just how it was back then. And a lot has changed since then. I will say we had one uh, woman that was a standout. She was at the time our vice president of purchasing. Um, and when she ended her career at Thornton's after 40 years, she was our vice or executive vice president. And her name is Brenda Stackhouse. And she hired me. And um, probably saw more in me than I knew at the time. She was my mentor before I knew she was my mentor and helped me along the way. But she helped a lot of women along the way um, to get us to think, you know, bigger picture and and saw more in us than we saw in ourselves and helped kind of um, get a lot of of careers going because of her and what she saw in the future and what she saw that needed to be there. I think a lot of us have taken that and pushed that forward as well. Wonderful. And what did that mean to you to have a mentor like that, that you could look up to and kind of see a career path and get some of that guidance? Oh, she was, she was a rock star. Definitely. We all looked at her and like, wow, we want to be her when we grow up. This was, um, she was the standard. I mean, she's still the standard today, even though she's retired and and doing other things, she keeps very busy. But for, for a lot of us young people, um, you know, we would go to her and ask her questions and talk. And she was one of those that she's a baby boomer. So when she gave you that advice, it was tough advice, right? She wasn't going to sugarcoat it and she wasn't going to uh, placate you. You know, here's what you need to know. Sometimes it was more of a push than it was anything else. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And um, I, th- I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that was good, and I think I've used that throughout my career as well, and I know several other ladies here in the in our Source Report Center uh, take that, took that to heart and pushed that way as well, but not in a bad way, right? It was kind of just to say, hey, let's move you forward. Think about this. Think about the bigger picture, mm-hmm. and so it was a great experience for a lot of us, I know. Wonderful. Really letting people know what they really need to know so that they can be successful. I think that's that's wonderful. Um, what I also heard you say in there, uh, going back a little bit, was you were talking about the power suits, right? So I'm picturing like big shoulder pads and uh, and all of that. Um, and you, you mentioned that, you know, women really had to kind of try to fit in. Can you say a little bit more about that? Because I've definitely heard this said from other Gen X women, and I think it might be a, a place where it kind of differs from the younger generations that, you know, you were trying to fit into a man's world. You know, what, what was that like? You know, it was tough. You didn't know it was tough at the time because that's just all you knew. That's all you knew, yeah. yeah that's all you knew. I mean, to you, that was normal. And, you know, and, and when I say power suits, that could be for, for the women and the men, right? Because it was, it was. Um, I would say it's the day of the pantyhose when you had to wear pantyhose because you had to fit in. Mm-hmm. Obviously, today it's a very different environment, and I've got to see that evolution throughout. And But w- with that kind of, kind of um, going by the wayside, it allows for more creativity, for more people to have a voice, an opinion, uh, to be able to be more of their, and I've heard this said on, on your shows before, their authentic self, which I think when you can be your authentic self, uh, makes it just, it just makes it so much easier. Um, our culture has changed a lot throughout the years from the power suit days 
um, to where we are today. And um, I'm glad for one. I mean, it, it's been interesting to go back and think about how it was because you forced me to kind of think about the past because um, I've been so busy in the present. But it has changed a lot. And I can't imagine any of the, um, the younger generation even understanding how it was back in the day for me. Mm -hmm. It would have been difficult in hindsight. So yeah. So what do you think are some of the unique obstacles or issues that women uh, in Gen X, particularly mid Gen X, faced or are facing compared to some of these previous uh, or future generations? You know, the, the thing that I faced probably was the work-life balance, you know, having a family and um, being able to juggle that, um, being present at work and being present at home. You know, back then we still checked our emails. I mean, I still check my emails now, but that was a big deal to do all that, make sure you were connected. Um, that was hard. Um, as my children were younger, as they got older, it became more easy, but I think that's still an issue today. Um, you know, I try to be very cognizant of that as a as the director of my department, and because half of my team have young are women with young children, and I, I want to make sure they have um, a good experience with that. Uh, you know, here recently, um, we as, as a lot of companies have um, done remote work, remote work policy, and um, I think that allows for a lot more work-life balance for some of these younger mothers, or not younger mothers, just mothers in general, because it gives them that so they can juggle things, right? We're good at juggling things, but gives them a little bit more time. And I'm, I'm really excited about that prospect of them being happier. You know, a happy team member is always a good thing. So I think that has been, that's been something that I think we will always constantly have that issue with. Mm-hmm. And so what do you think are some of the challenges in our culture today that disproportionately impact women in the workforce that we still need to find ways to address. You know, to start off, you mentioned that you think that work-life balance is, is, even though it's gotten maybe significantly better in some areas, it's still something that we have to deal with today. Can you start kind of start off in that area and uh, talk about what might need to be addressed with that in the future? You know, I could keep going back to that, just the work-life balance. I mean, that is the thing I think is the key. And, and you know, is that childcare? Is that, you know, is that support from your family? Is that support from your husband or significant other? You know, that those are things I think that we need to help our, our women with. You know, we don't, you know, you come to work, you do your job, then you go home. But, you know, can we provide more more for the for the ladies here at work, right? Give them more support. What, what are some of those things? Those are some of the things that we talk about. How can we do that? And I don't have the answer to that right now, but it's definitely something, especially with the pandemic, right? I mean, you think about some of these working moms, and, and again, I, half my team is working moms at home with young children, um, that some are in school, some of them are not in school, right? And they had a really hard time and I had to watch that happen and, and my heart went out to them and we tried to make it as easy as we could, but that was a very real thing that happened with no, no notice at all. And so what else can we do to help those those types of team members, right? Because we want them to be able to be as, as present at home as they are at work. So just things that we're looking at in the future and things that we can we can look at and say, hey, what can we do? Absolutely. Are there other issues that you see that are disproportionately impacting women in the workforce today? Um, I think that, you know, right now we, we've gotten a lot better with women in leadership positions in our company. Could we get, could we be even better? Absolutely. Right. I mean, we're better than we were before, but it's a slow process. 
And you know, it's not just the women, but it's the diverse our diversity as well, right? So it's it's all the different women, all the different men, and what can we do for all of them? So I think that is, um, I'm, I'm happy to see diversity coming front and center like it should be. And we just gotta make sure we take that into consideration for all of our team members, right? And put the best talent forward. Um, I think I think if we can do that, everybody wins. Wonderful, and as you said, always always room for improvement and always room for growth. Um, so, you know, after being in HR, I, I believe you said for about 16 years and today is the, the director of HR services and benefits. What are some ways that you see Thornton's working to create an inclusive environment today? So one of the best th big things we've done here lately, um, I say in the last year, year and a half, is we have a DEI um, committee, diversity, equity, and inclusion, and that is um, actually chaired by a woman director here in our company, and um, we took that very seriously. We tried to put a lot of good people on there and move that forward so that it's comfortable for everybody, and so everybody gets to benefit, right, because I think if if we can do a good job of promoting that and getting everybody on board, it, it will just, it will be a win-win for everybody. And you know, it's a slow process. It's gonna take a little while, but different things that we can do from an onboarding, from a recruiting, from a just team members that are here are benefits. There's so many different ways we can touch that without just, it's people-centric, but, but people-centric of all the different kinds of areas of the business. That makes Wonderful. sense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Wonderful. So for the Gen Z women who are listening to the podcast today, what do you wish you knew when you first started your career? And, and what advice in general do you have for them today? So my daughter is a Gen Z. Okay. She's 22 years old um, in her last year of college. And, you know, I think about her a lot when I, when I, cause she's going to go into the business world. That's what she wants to do. And, you know, the thing that I like to, um, point out delicately with her without becoming the HR person in the, in the room. <laughs> you know, protect your integrity, um, you know, above all else, make sure you, you know, you rise above, um, stand up for yourself early, you know, find your voice. Um, there's nothing wrong with saying, Hey, uh, you wait a minute, hold on. Or saying, I need help with this. Um, and, you know, and if anything else, take ownership of who you are. Um, of, again, of your integrity, of your self-development, you know, you've got to always continue to grow. And I think if you do that and you take care of yourself, then, you know, you'll be, you have a good, I wish I knew all those things early on, right? Mm -hmm. Early on, I didn't know anything. I was just here. But, um, but I've, I've kind of planted seeds with her. And there's people, you know, in this, in our building, in our source support center that we plant seeds with as well, because we want them to grow and, and to be good managers or good team members going forward. So uh, Gen Z is important to us. They're, they're not just our future team members, but they're our customers as well, right? And our guests. And we want to make sure we take care of them. Wonderful. And I wanted to follow up with one more question. You mentioned in there, Finding Your Voice, and you probably heard on some of the other podcasts that I did, especially with uh, Gen X uh, members, they talked about how that was definitely a bit of a struggle for them at the beginning of their career, figuring out how to find that voice and feel like they could move through male spaces and state their opinion clearly and, and feel like their input was valued. What was that experience like for you, finding your voice uh, when you were first entering the industry? Um, I would say, you know, I was young at the time, so um, 
it took it probably a couple of hit and misses there, but I figured out pretty early, and this was also because of my mentor, to um, be prepared to go in and know your, you know, know your subject matter, to go in prepared so that you didn't have to fight for that. You had that, right? Mm -hmm. um, preparation is important. Being knowledgeable about what you do is important. Being knowledgeable about what other people do is important. Um, just being prepared. And that was a really big um lesson but it was a lesson that was easy for me because you know i am a gen x i self-starter i problem solve so it was easier for me because of because of my personality but um i think you know like my daughter is an example someone who's not she's not like me very much at all but uh, has some of my um uh, qualities for her finding your voice that was something i would tell her make sure you do that early on mm -hmm. that makes sense absolutely Wonderful and, and so important. And I think that is uh, something that women have passed down to millennials, to Gen Z. And, you know, I think we are seeing the younger generation find that faster and be able to uh, to to do that from from day one. They have that kind of permission that the older generations have given them. So I think that's that's a really, really good advice. I think it's something that you just said about um, permission, right? So one of the things I tell my my team is I give them permission, like to get in my face, to come talk to me, to challenge me. And I think that's something that if we can help that, that's another way to help that younger generation or any generation actually, right? Come back, have some good conversation. That's all. That's another really good thing and a thing I tell my team a lot. So when you said that, that made me think about that. Wonderful. No, I love that. Opening the door so that they they feel like that is that is allowed and they can practice that and, and get Absolutely. better at doing it. Wonderful. Yes. Well, Sandy, thanks again. Appreciate you being here and I hope you have a great rest of your week. Thank you. Take care.